it should be should be on. You want to go ahead and test that? Check testing. Looks you looking good. good? Looks good. Okay. Ready? It's a good mixer. It's a serious setup. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What do we, you use? We have the portable one. Oh, okay. Zoom. Yeah. Um, it's it's got to be so much easier to. You're not tied like one apartment. Um, it is easy. It is four channels. Okay. But it's still it's pretty easy to move everything. Yeah, this is I've, I've got so much equipment. Like it's if yeah. you wanted to do it at a different place, it'd be a real hassle. Podcast. You nailed it. Thank you. Podcast. Podcast. Oh, <laughs> falling down a second time. Podcast. Podcast. My co-hosts still have trouble with it. Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to Na 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who love Superman dying. I'm Danny. And I'm a New York comedian, Robbie Leon. <laughs> New York comedian, Robbie Leon. Your parents took a real gamble when they put that on your birth certificate. I know, yeah. It's my legal first name, New York comedian. <laughs> like, if he doesn't go where we think he's yeah, going to no. go. No, they gonna... were super pissed when I decided to be a comedian. They were like, that's just what we named you, but you were supposed to be an investment banker. <laughs> uh, Robbie Leon is here. Uh, Jacob is uh, is off uh, campaigning Boo. for... Yeah. <laughs> He's off campaigning for Bernie this week. Yeah. And uh Wallace as as every week is here but not speaking. Uh maybe she'll join in later, but no, she's shaking her head no. Yeah. Is it ever awkward that Jacob is a really big Bernie supporter and you're a really big fan of Bloomberg? <laughs> <laughs> it's all we talk about. Yeah. How much fight I, a lot, I right? just love Bloomberg. Yeah. Look, we just need to be stopping and frisking more people. That's what I've always said. I'm a single issue <laughs> voter on that. <laughs> I'm not saying it has to be exclusively black people, but, yeah. you know, mostly. Yeah. Just like 90-10. That's why this is a, a pro-Bloomberg podcast <laughs> yeah. from Jacob Scott. <laughs> That's right. That's why he hasn't been here much lately. Yeah. <laughs> and he won't be back until after the election, yeah. <laughs> after Bloomberg wins this. After Bloomberg wins. <laughs> uh, so, so, Robbie, what is your, what's your background with, uh, with Batman? Are you a Batman um, I'm yeah. not. A, I'm. What I'll say is, I'm not a huge superhero guy, but Batman probably is my favorite superhero. Okay, and I think it's because he's one of only a handful of superheroes that there really is an aspect of realism to. Uh, yeah. Like I think that in really any media, the supernatural takes me out of it a little bit. I'm I'm the same way. That's why I love Batman. Yeah, I love Zorro. I, all the like vigilante heroes. I love. Yeah, the exactly. Ones without powers. Yeah. Like it's it's it. I can even accept just like oh yeah, he trained for six months and yeah. now he's the deadliest man on earth. I'm like that makes sense. <laughs> but like when like I was even watching The Outsider recently. Did uh-huh. you see it? The Outsider, Stephen King adaptation. Uh, I, I haven't seen it. No. And it's like the first three episodes are like a dope police, you know, procedural. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I'm really interested. Ooh, the detectives don't know what's going on. Ooh, there's murders. Mm-hmm. And then scene four, they're like. And it turns out it's a spooky ghost. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm out. <laughs> Stephen King is kind of phoning it in on that one. Just, yeah. I don't know whether there's a spooky ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, I'm Stephen King. People will watch this. Yeah. But you didn't think, yeah, but you didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do like that about Batman. They're just sort of like, yeah, this is just a, this is just a guy. Yeah. He's not a spooky ghost. No. <laughs> And just, another thing I do just like, a spooky guy. and another thing I like about the DC universe is how uh, how billionaire centric it is, and how they split them into good billionaires and bad billionaires. Right. 
good billionaires, you got Bloomberg. Yeah, bad exactly. You got Trump. Yeah, exactly. It's just like the real world. That's the Batman and Lex Luthor <laughs> dichotomy. That's Bloomberg and Trump. Yeah, I, I like to call him Bloom Man. Yeah, Bat Bloom Man. I don't know that. That felt like it should have been something. That yeah, didn't no, quite work. He prowls the city, frisking people. <laughs> I've I I'm sure I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but there's there's no way it hasn't crossed Elon Musk's mind that he Just could be, be Batman. Yeah, to be some sort of vigilante at least. Yeah, I'm sure he's working on the Iron Man suit right now. <laughs> Iron Man, another one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that he's seriously pursued, but it's he, he's th- had that thought in the no, show. No, no, there's could. A, there's like a back room somewhere at the Tesla factory that's exclusively for suits. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that there's someone that's like. You know there are like world class Olympic athletes in the Bay Area. Yeah, like we could just get someone else to wear the suit, and he's like, the suit needs to be good enough that it makes me powerful. (laughs) (laughs) They are already powerful. We don't need no, but physically, yeah, he needs to dominate every facet of the human spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So death of death of Superman. Um, you're not a big, you're not a big super, I don't, you're not a big comic guy in general, are you? Uh, not really. I used to work at a video store. It was like comic centric. My friends were into it. Okay. I, I was into it when I was really young. What, what do you mean that it was comic? Like they sold comics there? No, it was just, that's who works there. Oh, that's I who see. ends okay. up working at a video store. They have like old movies and people end up like passing around comic books. Mm-hmm. There are, there, towards the end, there were no comic, there were no customers in the store. <laughs> So one of your coworkers was always reading a comic book. I was going to say, are you like way older than I thought that you no. worked at a video store? I worked at a video store in 2009. Okay. <laughs> I was in high school. This and is where I was... find out you're like 45. No, <laughs> I was in high school and it was it was later than most video stores were open. Yeah, and I was going to say. It only lasted like another year. I don't remember anyone in 2009. No. Towards the tail end of working in a video store, working in a video store was functionally babysitting a video store, <laughs> which is the best job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked at a Baskin Robbins in high school, nice. and it like sucked during the summer. But then nine months out of the year, it just you hanging out with your friends, yeah, getting paid for. Quiet. It. Yeah. Did you have to sing when people tipped you? Or no, when it was that was birthday? Cold Stone. Okay. Yeah, we never did that. That's good. Yeah. I would that would annoy me. <laughs> I I don't even like going into Cold Stone. I don't want to tip awkward, for that yeah. reason. I don't want them to sing for yeah. me. I've done I've done it before where I'm like I'm tipping you, but please don't sing. Yeah. I'm tipping you out, but don't sing. Yeah, I'm tipping you not to sing. <laughs> please, yeah. I, I want to tip you, but I don't want this. So Absolutely, you're, you're, you're making me. You're making this tip feel weird. Yeah, no, it's not for you to dance like a monkey. <laughs> it's solely for you to have a living wage. Yeah, I'm. You're embarrassing us yes. both. This is supposed to improve your dignity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I I used I li- went to uh, in in Richmond where I went to college. There was mm. like a, a DVD store that was around uh, like Richmond DVD. I forget what it was called, but it was around like long after most blockbusters had closed and stuff. And and I remember everyone being like, "We got to still support this place and yeah. shop here." It's like, well, why? Yeah. What to what to what end? Why are we still going renting DVDs from this place? Yes, yeah. dude. So my boss uh, owned the property and. She ended up having a mega blowout sale. You could buy all the DVDs you want. Mm. And for like three days, I was like, dude, I'm rich. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's because DVDs are over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have a great DVD collection. Yeah. And I was like, well, I no longer have a DVD player. <laughs> but um, so I, I, she immediately just converted it to a liquor store. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. Just like you just make another business. Yeah. But um, also towards the end, we we're really sustained by porn, I think. <laughs> 
I, I, by porn, I would think mm-hmm. porn would be like the first thing people start going to the internet for. I think that it's because, so there's two things. One is that I think that it was mostly old guys who didn't really know about internet porn. Okay. Um, and it also felt like my town, maybe at one time, had at least a little bit of a mafia presence that had died out. And this, for a lot of old guys, was the last sort of clandestine <laughs> transaction that they could make. <laughs> was to walk in the video store and just be like, hey, don't, uh, don't tell, hey, kid, don't tell my wife about this. <laughs> or whatever. I don't think I've ever watched porn on a DVD. Uh, I guess I don't. Mean, maybe when I was, I think the first time I saw porn, I was 12. Okay. And someone older than us gave us a DVD. And we were like, this is crazy. <laughs> that feels like a, a story that everyone who's like a, a like five years older than us has yeah. an experience like that. Yeah. Mine was just at camp. There's no internet. Okay. At camp? Yeah. Wait, was there a DVD player at camp? Someone brought a portable DVD player. Okay. So it was like one of those things where the screen is smaller than your laptop and there were like <laughs> 10 of us around it. <laughs> All right, that, I think, is a universal that is never going to go away. The, the watching porn communally yes. when you're like 12. Yes. And you don't know what you're doing. You don't know. You're just like, I guess, Does are we like, does anyone want a bunch of crunch? <laughs> <laughs> Should we make popcorn for this? <laughs> I remember watching... Uh, Playmate of the Apes with a friend of mine oh, in high school. You know that one? No. <laughs> I just a, love the name. That's really good. <laughs> it was like a lesbian uh, Planet of the Apes parody. Okay. And uh, we were watching it on like HBO. And like he insisted on watching this. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. This feels like a solo activity. Yeah. And it was like a sleepover. And he like like wrapped his blanket around himself. And was like clearly jerking off. I'm like, dude, I didn't... That's we uncomfortable. Just, yeah, can we just not... <laughs> yeah. Can we watch anything else? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, I want to see how it ends yeah. just, just let me watch for like five more minutes yeah no I, I, you we have to know if she dies or not at the end <laughs> we have to know if this was really earth the whole time yeah <laughs> yeah that's true i wonder if they have the same and then you're kind of like well to be honest i thought it was a little derivative <laughs> you think anyone's ever made it to the end of playmate of the apes to find out what if the last half an hour is just like like just blank footage? They're like no one's, no yeah, one's no one's gonna make it this far. <laughs> and then you get like one angry email per year <laughs> of like the one guy, <laughs> and you're like, there's there's a thing at the end that says if you made it this far, you can have a refund, <laughs> but no one claims it. <laughs> I've had to watch a bunch of pornos for this podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're including Batman pornos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. The 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 only porno I've ever paid for was uh, Justice League, a gay triple X parody. That's good. Yeah. And you had to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, but, I assume based on the, the movie that I watched, by the way, that you are including every movie that's ever included, even a glancing a glancing cameo of Batman. We've done movies where Batman's in it for a frame. Nice. <laughs> he was in a, a one shot off in the distance of Ready Player One, and we oh, had to cover awesome. that. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just watching porn th- through the whole thing, and not for like a five-minute clip, and like trying to just... Bur- when you're not jerking off to porn, watching mm-hmm. porn is such a weird experience. Yeah. Yeah. You're just watching some other people... It's like watching sports almost. (laughs) (laughs) It's like watching sports if, like, you're as someone who's not into sports. Yeah, exactly. No interest in sports, especially a gay porn. Yeah, you're just just like, well, like, uh, 
I guess they're you know pretty good moves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like watching a sport where you're like not totally sure what the rules are. Yeah, and like I, he seems like a good athlete. Yeah, I guess that's a was a good move. Good on for his him. Part. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's really good that he's good at this. <laughs> he's clearly he's, worked hard. Yeah, I I didn't know that you could do that. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess that's a I guess good for him. Was did you see Batman's penis? <laughs> <laughs> yes, a, a bunch of times. Was it um was it like uh prehensile? <laughs> Prehensile, yeah. You, you know it was filmed by like people, yeah, like yeah, human yeah, beings. yeah, yeah. No, okay, but it's a he is a like he's kind of a bat. I don't think bats have prehensile dicks. No, I don't think so. They're they're not regular dicks. There's something a little weird about it. I'm gonna Google what are bat dicks like. Yeah. All right, I'm looking it up. What are bat droppings? Nope. What are? Uh, I don't. This is, feels like one of those things no one's ever searched <laughs> <Yeah>. for. <laughs> Uh, baseball bats, bat finders, a lot of, a lot of baseball bats from dicks. Um, what's the genus of bat? Bat penis spines vary enormously in size from a teeny bat penis spines. Yeah. Prehensile. I don't think they have to be prehensile. I don't think it means that they're, they're prehensile. Okay. It says they're, here's what I have. They're barbed. Yeah, like cats. Yes. They have barbed penises and they perform oral sex on each other. So it, so I assume that this actually, this porno sounds pretty well researched. <laughs> this is, I love the way that this, this <laughs> phrased it. They vary enormously in size from a teeny 47 microns in the velvety free-tailed bat mm-hmm. to a wince-inducing one centimeter in the hoary bat. Okay, well, Batman is a hoary bat. <laughs> Dude, I like to imagine Batman taking his penis out and it's one centimeter. And people are like, oh my god. And he's like, no, this is really big for a bat. <laughs> you don't understand. This is huge for a bat. Yeah, this is, I'm not like that velvety bat. Yeah. Do you understand? Mine could be 47 microns. Someone's like, what's a micron? He's like, exactly. This it sounds is, small though, yeah, right? This is really big. <laughs> Uh, so, death of Superman. Let's let's start talking about this. We're we're half an hour into this. Let's start talking about the movie. Um, it starts off with uh, uh, Superman has become a hero to the citizens of Metropolis. Oh, uh, we we should say before we get into this, um, third time this storyline has been adapted. Really, previously adapted in uh, uh, Superman Doomsday, and then Batman v Superman was was largely based on okay. This. Uh, the live action recent Batman v Superman? Yeah. Okay. The, the only Batman v yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. I don't I don't have a good category, like a good library of the animated ones. Yeah. Uh no, it's that's as it should be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sh- you shouldn't be like me. Yeah. That's something to aspire to. Yeah. Well also you did it for a podcast, but yeah. I assume you would have done it anyway. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Not not to the extent I've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've I've, I've Turn something that was a fun thing into to me into like a horrible chore. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I hate doing now. <laughs> and there's no one you can talk about it with. No, no one. Only <laughs> Jacob, and he's not here most of the time. Yeah. He, so he's missed like a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has an embarrassingly low awareness of the animated <laughs> Batman universe, actually. Yeah, he's only seen like 90 Batman movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> pathetic. How many have you seen? Like 140. Okay. Uh, this is episode 134. Uh, okay. Too many. A yeah, little too many. Too many. many. 
Superman has become a hero to the citizens of Metropolis while infuriating billionaire and supervillain Lex Luthor, who considers our hero a threat to his city and the influence he has in it. In an attempt to kidnap the mayor, Intergang, armed with apocalypse technology, including the mother box, are foiled by Superman. He and the Justice League send the recovered devices to Star Labs for analysis. I there was a lot of kind of false starts yeah. in this. <laughs> and it felt like Inner Gang was gonna go somewhere. No, yeah, no. It didn't really lead to anything. It just led to the idea that uh Lex Luthor had made some investments. <laughs> yeah. That's a big part of my problem with this. It, it felt like Doomsday should have been Tied to Lex Luthor somehow. Yeah, he should have been responsible. Well, I guess it was just because they uh, they could tie the like the technology to the planet. Yeah, apocalypse. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. They kind of just showed up, and then it was like, well, that's over. And then they were like, by the way, the monsters, the thing. Yeah, these guys are gone. <laughs> yeah, the monster shows up forty minutes into this yeah. eighty minute movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- <laughs> but but it's it, because he shows up so late, and he's not tied to anything or anyone it feels like there's no agency to it it's not that someone's tried to bring this in or or it just he just kind of happens to come along yeah and i agree that lex luthor was very tenuously tied to the whole thing yeah this is in a vague way where they were like like there's uh some dark money floating around that we can sort of tie to him yeah which is not even illegal in america anymore (laughs) you can fully fund the al-qaeda and (laughs) We do. Yeah. <laughs> and Lex Luthor is like, they even say, like, he's been cleared of all charges, but, like, everyone knows he's a supervillain. Yeah. And just kind of isn't doing anything yeah. about it. By the way, the idea that Batman has, like, essentially uh, unanimous approval and mm-hmm. Lex Luthor is, like, pretty unanimous disapproval, mm-hmm. that would never happen in any population of Americans no. ever again. Lex Luthor would have a, a solid 35 to 40% base of support. Yeah. I, Batman straight up like crippling people. Yes, like he's <laughs> ruining a, the streets. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a dangerous yeah. vigilante. He what he does is not okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Lex Luthor, by the way, played by uh, Rain Wilson. Really? Yeah. Good to know. I as much as I didn't like the character, I did. I did enjoy his performance. I thought he did, did a good job. Yeah, he did. It kind of rules that um, Superman. At least fifty years ago, totally predicted like the rise of Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I'm sure someone's made that observation about Lex Luthor before, but they were just like, "Yeah, like this bald guy is going to take over the world." <laughs> <laughs> I also, it's uh, Lex Luthor started out as more like a mad scientist. Yeah, that's true. And I then like a billionaire type. Yeah, I like that he's grown into like a billionaire tycoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not so much a scientist. That's anymore. very true. Yeah. Uh, so so they've uh, inner gang is is shows up doesn't really do much and then in an interview with uh, they like blast like three people yeah. and then Superman comes and probably hurts more people <laughs> <laughs> Superman I, comes and makes it worse <laughs> I guess the point of inner gang in this is they are establishing that Superman is like a force for good and that people love him they have he takes that photo with that that sailor yeah. And uh, the sailor's like, hey, I'm Superman's friend. Yeah. I run this bar. That was uh, B- Bibbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, something like impossible. Some Bibbo Bibbenstein. No one has. Yeah. So the first name that no one has and the last name that was conspicuously Jewish. <laughs> 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 like, I'm 
Bibbo Bibbin Weisenstein. <laughs> Bibbo Bibbenstein. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a name no one has, but is also definitely Jewish. Yeah. If anyone did have that yeah. name, they would but be also Jewish. The, but also the guy is like a Polish dock worker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the docks of Poland. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look up what his name actually was. I don't think he's... He might not be a big enough character that he's... I think he has a name, and it is Bibbo. His, de- his first name's definitely Bibbo. Uh, all the... Oh, is it Dabney Donovan? Is it? Oh, that, is that who it is? Um, no, that's not it. Sorry. There's a lot of people with weird names. I'm trying to... Oh, Bibbo Bibowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's not that Jewish. <laughs> Bibowski is that's definitely yeah. like a Polish name. Yeah. I guess oh, and and his first name's Bo. So actually, it's fine that his nickname is Bibo because his last <laughs> name's Bibowski. <laughs> so actually, good job, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's just this guy who they establishes in love with Superman. Yeah. Um, he's a a person. I guess he is an existing person from Superman comics, but he's a he's a deep cut. It was a weird callback that they were like, we need to introduce this guy because later they're going to get lunch at his restaurant. Yeah. And I think what they were doing, though, is... And this is something that I that really bothered me with Batman v Superman is that um, they're trying to make it clear Superman is universally seen as a force for yeah. good. People love him. Yeah. In Batman v Superman... He's like people are like I don't we don't know how he feels and then mm. he dies and it's supposed to be like a big tragedy and everyone's like I don't know a lot of people thought he was a terrorist yeah and so yeah, like, yeah. this doesn't feel like that necessarily has that weight it's it's like when um like Osama bin Laden died like I, there's definitely some people who are upset yeah but I don't think it's a universal yeah no I thought that the um the death of Superman animated movie was a very was very surprisingly like clearly biblical really yeah i mean i don't know about you but to skip ahead particularly that they're like yeah they go and they roll the stone back and they open the coffin and he resurrects uh i don't remember that part (laughs) (laughs) not they roll the stone back but like uh when they take they go to the coffin oh yeah yeah Yeah. he's he's like the and the uh, spaceship like rises away kind of yeah yeah and that part where um, everyone's like, oh, what are we going to do for lunch? And Superman like shows up with 5,000 fishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he turns the whole ocean into wine. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely been um, compared as like a Christ-like figure and also like yeah. a Moses figure. Like his whole yeah. origin story of being uh, thrown out into space by his parents and then yeah. raised. Like this felt like a resurrection story to me a little De- bit. Definitely. And it... Um, I mean, we'll probably talk more about this w- next week when we cover uh, Reign of the Superman, where he, he comes back to life. Mm. But the whole is that the that's the sequel to this, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it the whole death of Superman thing that it bothers me that the whole problem. It, I have the same problem with the the Christ story that. Um, uh, you got a, you found a plot hole in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I might be the first one. Yeah, there might yeah, be yeah, some, yeah. Some this issues. is the, this is this is really the one thing I had trouble believing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but the whole the whole reason death is a, a problem and a sacrifice is uh, well two two reasons that we a don't know for certain what happens afterwards and b it's permanent. Yeah. And if you remove those two elements, it's not nearly as much of a sacrifice. Yeah, he was he was dead for like maybe 20, 20 seconds of the movie. Yeah, and and with same thing with Jesus, where he 
A, knows for certain there is a heaven and he's going there, and B, he comes back. Yeah. So it's not that it is, he makes this big sacrifice that he dies. It's like he just made a sacrifice. He, like, yeah. hurt a bunch. Yeah, no. <laughs> he just di- he just did what he knew was going to happen. Yeah. I I don't I wouldn't mind dying so much if I knew I was coming back. Yeah. That's so on on record, what you're saying is that Jesus isn't really that good. <laughs> That's Danny Rathbun's opinion. That's the official stance yeah. of this podcast. Mike Bloomberg, good. Jesus, bad. Bloomberg is better than Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> See if Bloomberg dies, that's it. Yeah, that's it. He's not coming <laughs> yeah. back. He really sacrificed everything <laughs> for our sins. That's right. When he dies, probably of some rich old man disease. Yeah, when he dies of gout. Gout. I was about to say gout <laughs> from eating too much caviar. Yeah, he do- will- does the caviar only diet. <laughs> that will be a real sacrifice. Yeah. Well, it's like how I mean that's uh St- how Steve Jobs died <laughs> from gout. Uh, well, no, he had um. Pancreatic like cancer, cancer. And like refused to treat it. Well, he was. They were like, so you should do chemo. And he was like, I think I'm just gonna like eat a lot of peaches. <laughs> he did like a fruit yeah. only diet. He's like, maybe if I I just eat my way out of yeah. this. Yeah, this, this like in, extremely treatable form of cancer. Yes, that he just didn't treat with medicine that's been proven to yeah no. to, to treat this. No, he could have been fine. Yeah, and he just didn't do anything that was way too far gone. Yeah. He's a real Lex Luthor, too. <laughs> really every billionaire other every, than yeah, Mike Bloomberg. Exactly. Uh, so so um, uh, in an interview with the Daily Planet uh, with Lois Lane, Superman presents the, the rocket that brought him to Earth from Krypton and his uh, birthing matrix containing Kryptonian DNA t- technology. It's like a like an AI system yeah. that like protects him. And uh, Lois is in a relationship with fellow reporter Clark Kent, who unbeknownst to her is Superman's alter ego. She She's like almost like cucking Clark with himself. Sort of, yeah. Dude, I thought it was really weird when he was like, huh, every, every time Superman leaves, you're horny. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like pretty upfront about yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I want to bang that other yeah. guy. She was like, yeah, I like the tights. <laughs> but she's like... It, it's one thing if like your girlfriend has like a big crush on, like some celebrity or something, mm-hmm. but if you know your girlfriend has a thing for some guy she's hanging out with regularly, yeah, hangs out with regularly, like that's that while should be gone. a problem well, every yeah. time while you're gone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that should be an issue. Yeah, for a little you. bit. I would be really bothered if uh, if I if I was like telling Caroline like, hey, I noticed every time your boss leaves, you just want to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> every time you see that guy, you yeah, spend yeah, all this yeah. time with. Uh, we I was at the party last night. We were playing this game. Uh, who is the two part? Who is the the ugliest celebrity who you would have sex with? Anyone? Any? any it has to be a celebrity. No, no, that's my answer. Any? Anybody. Oh, any, any celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then who is the who's the most attractive celebrity who you would not sleep with? No one. No, um, one. no, no, no. <laughs> I have to think about it. Um. Like in what like from a purely looks perspective, or like from like also the consequences of like she probably will cause a whole situation, or she's not nice. Like, um, not let's say there's no consequences to it. It's not like in this scenario you're you're not dating anyone yeah. or anything. Uh, but but yeah, she could be her terrible personality. Could be something else is going on. She's said or done some problematic things. <laughs> 
Like um, I, I picked uh, Jennifer Aniston. She's like objectively a beautiful woman, but yeah. she, she just feels very sour. She Does feels she? like she'd be very unpleasant. I have no opinion on her person. I, you know, you can never know any of these people. Yeah. But I, I hear what you're saying. I think somebody just said that she was unpleasant one time. That stuck in my head. That stuck in your head. I can't. That's not fair. Think that when I see her. I've heard. I've heard people having single interactions with celebrities where then. Whenever I hear that person's name, I tell other people that oh, like yeah, they're not a good person. Yeah, yeah. And really, what it is is like you caught this person on like a yes. terrible day. You caught this person with their kids and harassed them for yeah. a photo, and they politely declined. You, and you're like, oh, this guy's a dick. <laughs> you ran up to him at his dad's funeral. And yeah. Was like, hey, can you take a selfie with me? Yeah. He's like, he's can like, we no. wait till after the, <laughs> the funeral? You're like, wow. Yeah. You don't care about your fans yeah. at all. <laughs> um. I gotta think about that one. That's a hard question. Yeah. Um. That's a really hard question. It's a fun question, though. Yeah. It's a good party game. Yeah. I went with for my my uh, least attractive cele- celebrity. I'd still fuck. I went with Kristen Shaw. That's a good answer. Yeah. She's not conventionally beautiful, but she's just so goddamn funny that yeah. I kind of am into her. I hear that. Um. Yeah, I guess a comedian is a good answer. Maybe like Maria Bamford. Ooh, that's a good answer. For a lot of reasons. She's very mentally unstable. <laughs> She's the most beautiful one you would not have sex with? No, I probably or? would. Okay. Yeah. Um, What was the other question? The, uh, the most beautiful celebrity you have no interest in. Oh. You wouldn't sleep with. Mm. See, I, I would sleep with most beautiful celebrities <laughs> like if I was single. I'd be like, oh, you want to sleep with a beautiful celebrity? I, I'm not finding reasons not to. Yeah, I don't know. Is I, is there anyone who's just not not your type though, or are you just? So I, I thought of this because you said Jennifer Aniston. I always thought like I'm not that into Courtney Cox. Yeah, Courtney Cox does nothing for me. Yeah, either. does nothing for me. Lisa Kudrow, I am more into. Really, and I think most people would say she's less attractive than yeah. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox, I, I I just think of her as I'm not even sure she's like this anymore, but I remember seeing her looking like really anorexic one time. Yeah. And then it just after that I'm like that's I all agree I can with that. Say. And also just friend it was she was very off putting on friends. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to be around her that much. Yeah. Which is based on a character she played well. So right. that's a <laughs> that's just prejudicial on my part, but I can't separate it. I I had another one that I I can't even come up with like a good reason for this. Yeah. But Scarlett Johansson really i don't know why she's I, I can't say that she's not my type like everything about her i'm very into and she yeah. seems she seems smart and talented and seems like she'd be really fun but i don't know something just something about her just doesn't interest me interesting i think part of it could be that she's been famous since she was too young mm. like she I, I didn't realize this about Scarlett Johansson because I was like, oh, she looks really good. She must be like 45. And she's like in her mid to early 30s. And it's like, really? oh, she's been famous since she was 19, maybe. Yeah. Maybe younger. I She was in... Oh, I tried to type in Scarlett Johansson and I just typed in uh, uh, Lois Lane. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's 35. Jesus. I would have guessed she was much older than that. Yeah, well, because I think she's one of the... Like, I think that the later in life a celebrity got famous, mm-hmm. the probably better they are to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be. Who's like the latest in life? Yeah, dude, Lost in Translation. She was a movie star at that point. She was 19. Jesus. So like, I would say like maybe John Hamm. I think he 
got famous in his 40s. Yeah, I think he was probably, he must have been like a working actor before then. I I mean, I know he was like an acting teacher for a long time. Oh, he was? Okay. Yeah, he was like a high school acting coach, like acting teacher, drama teacher. Rodney um, Dangerfield was in like his 40s. Yeah, exactly. And I just think that people like that are more down to earth. And also, I think that if you look at like famous actors, about 50-50, you'll see that they're either from Los Angeles or they're from somewhere in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. And you can notice a big difference, I think, in like how down to earth people are. Oh, I've got... All right. Celebrity who uh, who got famous like really late in life. Mm-hmm. I think Wilfred Brimley. I think it was in his 60s. Interesting. Yeah, and supposedly he's cool. Yeah. Like when you talk about celebrities who are from the middle of the country, you got like your Paul Rudds, mm. your Bill Haters, people who like made their way into the industry and are grateful for it. Yeah. Versus... I think Paul Rudd was doing movies and stuff pretty young. He was probably doing movies pretty young, but he still seems cool. And he, like, was, you know, grew up in Kansas, I think. Yeah. Versus, um, you know, anytime someone had a famous parent, it's like, oh, ever since they were young, they knew that they had a pretty good chance of being a celebrity. Yeah. And I think that just changes your brain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can see... I don't know. It's it's got to warp you to to one hundred percent to have like so many people vying for your attention all the time. Yeah, and to have never truly doubted yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta you gotta fail sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be told no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's gotta fuck you up if you've never like had a real big failure. Yeah, one hundred percent. As opposed to just like. I think I want to become a writer. So, do you know anywhere I can become a writer? And it's just like, yeah, we'll get like we'll get you a writing job. And yeah. then if you're if you don't if you know, if you're competent, then you can just rise upwards. Yeah. Like the the worst people have got to be the the people who are like the children of celebrities who are not like really a celebrity on their own. They're just yeah. purely like Hulk Hogan's daughter. Oh yeah, Brooke Hogan. Yeah. Who's like not really a singer, but he kind of like bought her like a yeah. singing career. Ja- you know, the Osborne, Jack Osborne. Yeah. Rob Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, you get the runoff. Yeah. <laughs> Your parents like kind of tried to buy their way into yeah. it's You didn't have any, the talent to, no. to do this. You would never have gotten this on your own, yeah. on your own merits. Uh, so eight minutes into this movie... <laughs> Uh, Lois Lane is is straight up telling Superman she's uh, or t- telling Clark that she she wants to fuck this this other guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite meeting his parents, Jonathan and Martha, Lois remains apprehensive of Clark's secrecy. His reluctance to reveal his past makes Lois reconsider their relationship. Yeah. <coughs> so basically, he he hasn't um, told her that she's that he's Superman. Yeah. And um, he's trying to hide like everything about his his past. So, what do you think the purpose of showing the rocket ship that he came to Earth on was? Because that really had nothing to do with the rest of the plot. Do you think it was like they were trying to show that as Superman, he's more comfortable revealing stuff about himself than he is as Clark Kent? It could be, or I'm wondering if maybe that's setting something up for the next movie. Yeah, it could be that somehow I I've read parts of the storyline. I don't know the whole thing really well. Mm-hmm. That uh, I think the Kryptonian technology has something to do with how he comes back. Okay. So maybe they're setting up something that's going to pay off yeah. in the next one. Yeah. That's another thing I like better about Batman than, you know, other superheroes is like 
uh, the amount of you know fake technology that's <laughs> necessary to resolve the ish storyline. Yeah, like it's particularly with Marvel movies, they'll be like, "Oh my god, there are hundreds of aliens coming," and then they're like. Oh my! Well, luckily, in the past, the last ten minutes of the movie, Iron Man actually figured out the flux caponium can defibrillate. Like <laughs> you're just like what? Yeah, and they're like, okay, and it's over. And it's kind of <laughs> like you don't have to be clever with it if no. you can just make up a technology that does yeah. whatever you need. Yeah, they're like it works with crystals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crystals! Okay. Yeah. It's very powerful crystals. So yeah. actually, the aliens went away. So uh, it's over. You have to go now. <laughs> it was a thing in uh, like old like Silver Age Jack Kirby comics where Mister Fantastic was like always making new inventions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, he was just making because they were just churning these comics out. So he'd like in one issue they he'd like make an invention that can like help everyone breathe underwater, mm-hmm. and like the next issue they have to go underwater again, and they'd like forgotten that they yeah, made yeah, this, yeah. this invention. <laughs> so he like comes up with like a pill this time that makes yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why didn't you use the invention? Yeah, last they're not time? episodic. Yeah. Anytime time travel exists, that always is a glaring plot hole. The rest of it. Because they're like, first there's time travel, but then now there's a new issue. And you're like, no, just always use time travel. Yeah, why would you ever? Yeah. <laughs> you you can't have any more problems. Yeah. Like, if you fuck something up from time travel, just go back and do it again. Yeah. Or, like, uh, when there's a time travel thing, like, and they're rushing around, like, we've got to g- resolve this so fast. Like, why do you have to be fast? Just travel back to the second yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Why does any time have to have passed? Yeah. Uh, so at Star Labs, Silas Stone and John Henry Irons determined that Inner Gang's devices contain both apocalyptian and Earth elements, leaving only one suspect with the means to synthesize these technologies, Lex Luthor. So the reason they knew it was him because he's the only person who's rich enough. I, yeah, I to guess. pay for it, to pay to mix apocalyptium with Earth elements. Yeah, they're like, there's only one billionaire on Earth. Yeah, it's Lex Luthor, and someone's like, what about? Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, him too. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess there's only there's they're the only two billionaires. Yeah. And it doesn't occur to them that like maybe it could have been like a group of people. Yeah, a group like of a, a group a, of multimillionaires. <laughs> or a company. Yeah. It has to be they're like, look, it's Metropolis. It's gotta be yeah. Lex Luthor. <laughs> Anytime there's something bad in, yeah. in Metropolis, he's it's got to have been. It is a little funny, the, just the whimsy that with which they present these terrorist organizations that are functionally orders of magnitude worse and more evil than ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, mean, they go, they, every single, uh, every single action scene in Batman or Superman is a horrific mass shooting. Yeah. In which many people die. Yeah. But they, they're, like themes they have themes yeah. which isis doesn't have yeah true like if isis all dressed like pirates that would be pretty good <laughs> that <would> be, <laughs> you, you might have to concede that they have a few good points <laughs> if everyone on isis was like always wearing roller skates yeah <laughs> and they sort of spoke like old timey like yeah. they're like we're gonna get you superman like, <laughs> we're gonna get you the entire western civilization yeah um so Superman confronts Luthor, confi- who's confined to house arrest, and he denies any involvement. Uh, meanwhile, Superman admirer Captain Hank Henshaw leads a team of astronauts aboard the space shuttle Excalibur when a boom tube sends a meteorite towards the shuttle. This has all got to be, as, as someone who's not into comics, that's got to be a, just a nonsense sentence. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you, you get what's going on. Yeah. You're like, okay, you know. 
They're fucked. <laughs> yeah. A boom tube's like a apocalyptic technology, like transports, okay. like opens like portals. So all this technology is uh, canon. Yeah. It's in a lot of the, yeah. the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, as, as Henshaw waits for Superman's rescue, the shuttle's destroyed, leaving Henshaw's body unaccounted for. Yeah, they never really go back to that, do no. they? <laughs> he, he makes such a big thing of like, oh, we don't need to, to worry. Superman will always be here for us. Yeah. And he just... Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> Doesn't even try to help them. No. Doesn't... He's busy going out to lunch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look, Superman has the whole world to protect. Yeah. He's busy going out to dinner <laughs> with, with his parents and his girlfriend. Yeah. It's like if there was like one cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, don't worry. The cop will show. Yeah, don't worry. Jeff is coming. <laughs> like Jeff has a lot on his plate. Yeah. He can't solve every robbery. No, Jeff, Jeff knows what's going on. <laughs> Jeff knows about the boom tube. <laughs> like, could you at least like call him? Yeah. You no, you a... really need to call him. Yeah. He's get... not a mind reader. <laughs> is he a mind reader? No. He is not a mind That's the one thing he can't do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the meteor crashes into the ocean floor, which is monitored by uh, Luthor's underground research facility. Luthor escapes his house arrest with a decoy and sends a deep-sea exploration team to the crash site. They encounter Atlanteans, and both groups are killed by a monstrous humanoid that emerges from the wreckage. And another thing that doesn't really go anywhere. They just have like Aquaman's people show up, yeah. and Aquaman doesn't. No, he's, he's just like, this is tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my people were killed. Yeah. <laughs> sucks. Yeah, sucks. <laughs> so this is 40 minutes into the movie. You meet the monster. Yeah. The Doomsday monster. Yeah. And, I, it, again, Doomsday just doesn't have... There, there's no, he doesn't have motivation. Yeah, no, he just goes around killing goats. and. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a, a purpose. Yeah. He just... Killing whatever kind of gets in his path. Yeah. Uh, the monster reaches the U.S. coastline and murders two carpenters and a grizzly bear before rampaging against the police. The Justice League arrives, but Doomsday is a devastating opponent. The Ma- Martian Manhunter's telepathy reveals that the creature is a living weapon created by Darkseid and designed to annihilate entire civilizations. More and more League members, such as Hawkman, Flash, and Cyborg, arrive to help the battered Aquaman and Green Lantern. However, despite their best efforts, the monster is too powerful and continues to beat them to a pulp. As the monster heads for Metropolis with Wonder Woman going after it as the last heavy hitter still capable of continuing, Batman notes that their last hope is the Man of Steel. Batman doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. No. (laughs) He throws some bombs on Doomsday. Yeah. And then he's like, this is, I, I'm not, he's like, I, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? Try yeah. to punch this thing? You got a company to run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use like my martial arts on this, yeah. this thing that's like punching buildings down. Yeah. No, no. Uh, so, so meanwhile, Clark and Lois meet for lunch at a restaurant. That's why I thought Batman was always a little out of place with the Justice League. Yeah. It, it it's hard to write a story that feels like it needs both uh, Batman and, yeah, Superman. Batman's only powerful because he's uh, going against like you know robbers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's fighting like you know he's fighting off rapists. Yeah, not like doomsday monsters. Yeah, and you kind of don't need Superman to to prevent a mugging. No, <laughs> but you kind of don't need Batman to stop an asteroid. No, <laughs> uh, the the precursor of the Justice League, the Justice Society, had like the same problem, but on like an even bigger scale. Mm-hmm. 
because they had uh, Sandman, who's literally just a private detective with a, a gas that shoots a gun that shoots knockout gas. Yeah, and then they had the Spectre, who is a fallen angel, who's like <laughs> he, he can grow to the size of the universe and like is responsible for just punishing people with like yeah. ironic consequences and have unlimited magical powers. Yeah, so he's like, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go fight a monster. You go uh, break up an illegal poker game. <laughs> go in exactly. Chinatown. They're selling unlicensed liquor. <laughs> go ask them if they have a permit. Yeah. Go go see if you can uh, find some kids smoking weed or something. Yeah. <laughs> Rough them up. Yeah. Go frisk them. <laughs> see, uh, Sandman, my kind of hero. Yeah. Stopping and frisking just teenagers. Frisk. Just, a, just a private eye who goes around frisking teenagers. <laughs> I, I had this idea the other day, and uh, I don't know if I maybe I shouldn't say this, but I, I'm trying to work this into a bit. Um, but the the idea is that um, uh, we we give cops shit for like hanging out in like donut places and like just doing nothing, mm-hmm. and we need those cops. Yeah, <laughs> we need cops to be doing nothing. If cops were working efficiently and like every crime was noticed and like punished, society would collapse. Yeah. If every person who like smoked weed was arrested for that, every jaywalker was ticketed. Everyone would go to jail. Everyone would yeah. be in jail. <laughs> no one. We rely on cops to ignore most crimes. Yeah, I read that most people break the law like seven times a day. I believe it. Yeah, uh, just, like all the laws that exist. There's so many laws that yeah. just people don't even know about. No, it's impossible. There's so many like archaic laws that are just never enforced. Yeah. In Virginia, it's illegal to have sex in the second story of a house. Really? Yeah. It's legal on the third? Uh, I I think so. <laughs> it's, I don't know. And it's legal on the first? Definitely it's legal on the first. Okay. But who's going to enforce no, the second? Uh, You're going to have like cops with ladders like going around everyone's house just peeking in the yeah. windows? Dude, when I went to school... No, not where I went to school. Where Once where I looked at school. like in, I think in Pennsylvania, you can't have more than like seven unmarried women living together yeah, it's in, like a brothel. A, in a house that has a kitchen. <laughs> so they need to have like a kitchenette or like a half kitchen. <laughs> They're like, sorry, there's two. This is sketchy. <laughs> in uh, in Fairfax City, uh, near where I grew up, yeah. it's Fairfax County. This isn't a problem, which surrounds all of Fairfax City. But the one square mile of Fairfax City, um, it's illegal to have more than, I think, two unrelated men living together mm-hmm. and but it's the law is like super because they might have sex <laughs> I, I why guess, but you can have two unrelated men yeah but a third one illegal that's too many yeah, yeah. but it's it's the law is like so vague that it doesn't really do anything because whenever you have roommates you j- all you have to do is be like oh yeah that guy's my cousin yeah it's like what are they gonna do they're not gonna check yeah the realtor's not gonna investigate that's your wild. family tree that's what you can't live in a three-bedroom you got to say one person's your cousin. That's everybody I know would not be have like would not be able to live in New York. Yeah, I mean you can get around it so easily. You yeah, just yeah, have to yeah. tell one lie that they but can't it just possibly. Doesn't, it just so doesn't make like I don't even know like whose idea was that and how did it pass? I don't. know. It feels like it has to be some kind of a racist thing. Yeah, it has maybe. to be some sort of a race. I'm not sure how, but somehow it has to be a yeah. racist origin. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe it's a thing where they they were trying to prevent like frat houses or something. I don't know, dude. It's hard to say. It's hard to say that three guys living together is a frat house. <laughs> well, it's not like a fourth one is okay. It's yeah. three or more. Yeah. Oh, three. It's three or more. Yeah. 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 
but still i don't know it's wild yeah um yeah like when i was working at the video store there was a cop in my town Small co- small town cops don't do shit. What town? Where are you from? Ardsley, New York. Okay, it's like one upstate? town. Uh, sort. Of, I mean, it, directionally, but it's not like you could drive from the Upper West Side in like twenty five minutes. Okay. Um, it's one town past Yonkers. Okay. And there was some like people every once in a while, someone that went to high school would like become an Ardsley cop. So there was a guy that used to hang in out there at the video store on duty because he used to work there. Uh huh. And um. Anytime he was there and I was working on like a Friday night, if I knew that my friends were like drinking in a park or something stupid, I would be like, you guys are good. Like we, <laughs> I agree. Like we want this guy in a coffee shop. Yeah. We want this guy, you know, committing time theft to the video store. Yeah. There's in, uh, in Richmond where I went to college, there was uh, like this one area of the town where it felt like the cops had kind of seceded it to like the college kids oh it was like uh the amsterdam yeah <laughs> the free zone yeah like you can drink on the street in oregon hill and like no one really gave a shit yeah there's like a bridge where like you cross that bridge and you gotta obey the laws again yeah yeah yeah. but like as long as you in oregon hill as long as it's not like a violent crime or something as mm. long as you're not being like like really causing problems so just kind of let it happen yeah you can just drink or smoke in the street no one's really going to do anything the rules. Yeah. My college was very much the opposite. They like, they would go on these crackdowns where they would just be like, keep it in a house. If we catch you, step one foot off the property line. And it would literally happen. Like, we would be drinking in the front yard. Uh-huh. And like, there were multiple times when someone would like, literally take a step off the property line and a cop would be like, gotcha. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Literally Christ. be like, open container and be like. We're still on our front lawn. And yeah. it would be like, this part of the front lawn is, is village property. <laughs> That's just nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives a shit yeah. if you're on your front lawn? I know. <laughs> uh, and, and just, I and the whole drinking in public thing is, is such a nonsensical. Cause I, was, I was just in New Orleans. There's no open container laws. And it just made me rethink society. Yeah. I was like, why? why what is the point? <laughs> right. And you, you aren't drinking in public. But like, if you, you're in a bar or something, it's fine. Yeah. You can you can be drunk in a bar, but then you leave the bar and you're a criminal. Yeah, <laughs> it's who cares? Yeah, uh, there's a, a great law. There's a great law in, in Boston, and that seems so bizarre. And then the explanation for it is even worse. Yeah, <laughs> the the law. This is a true law that's on the books in Boston. It is illegal for monsters to enter the city limits of Boston. Okay. And the the explanation for it is that uh, monsters is like an archaic word for uh, disabled people. Okay, so that's worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's way worse. <laughs> yes, they're trying to keep like freak shows out yeah. of Boston. I like the idea of like an act, like Godzilla or Frankenstein <laughs> going to Boston and seeing the sign "No monsters allowed." And they're like, "Hey, that's discriminatory." <laughs> and a politician being like, "No, no, no, we were talking about people with disabilities." Yes, you're, you're fine. You're, you're fine. You've got both legs. Yeah, you can come. You're in fine. Here. Wait, is, you're not colorblind, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, are you colorblind? You're a monster. You need to get out. <laughs> What about the colorblind people like born in Boston? Yeah. Like they realize that they're colorblind. They're like, like, oh, no, no, you leave you're now. a stateless man. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to freaking Providence with the rest of the freaks. <laughs> I love the idea of a colorblind guy in a freak show. Yeah. Step up and see the man who can't see color. Yeah. They're like, what color is this? He's like, I don't know. Everyone's like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know. He has no idea. Yeah. 
they show him like one of those colorblind tests like what is the number contained of these dots he's like can't tell don't know it's a four you freak yeah that's amazing (laughs) everyone throws rotten tomatoes at him (laughs) he doesn't know it's a four (laughs) anyone could see it's a four idiot (laughs) idiot (laughs) it's got to be such a weird because any other disability like you're you're aware of it Right away. That's got to be like the one disability. Just colorblindness. Yeah. Like you could be, I, I maybe calling it a disabilities, but you could be colorblind for years and years without realizing it. Yeah, I'm sure. And then there's one moment where someone like you finally, someone's describing the color red and finally you're like, this isn't really clicking with me. And yeah. then you take the test. You're like, huh. <laughs> but I, it's not even a thing like, like a vision or hearing test or something like you got to take in, in school or like at the doctor. Yeah, no, it's a, you have to go to, like, a sketchy website. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I never saw a colorblindness test until, like, maybe, like, my high school psychology textbook. Interesting. I don't think it was something that I ever thought about or was yeah. presented to me. Like, I could have, until that point, I might have been colorblind for all I knew. Yeah. Um. So, so uh, they're fighting... Uh, Su- uh, Doomsday and Clark and Lois meet at the restaurant owned by Superman fan Bibbo Bukowski where Clark uh, finally reveals himself as Superman to a shocked Lois and she first of all he, he this is like a very public place very public to- and so first of all this is a classic reveal which mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen a million times so it's maybe even hacked to point it out but the scene where he just takes off his glasses, mm-hmm. and she goes, oh, my God. Yeah. She, she's like, no, impossible. What are you talking about, yeah. you idiot? And he takes off his glasses like, oh, that's you. That is yeah. Superman. Is this the first time she's ever seen him without I, his glasses? I was thinking that exact same thing. Like they, he sleeps with his glasses because exactly. he doesn't want her to find out who she really is. Or have they just never had sex? Yeah. <laughs> and if so, it's amazing that... When she was listing the weird traits of how she's he's like really hiding himself, she wasn't like, and you never take off your glasses. <laughs> you shower in your glasses. <laughs> he's like, um, uh, w- when they're having sex, he's got like those goggles like people in, who play basketball wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sports goggles. Yeah. I used to have to wear those because I had such bad allergies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what were the allergies? That- Pollen. Legitimately in the spring when I was younger. I, I got allergy shots for 10 years, but I, my allergies were so bad. I literally couldn't be outside for more than five minutes. Oh, okay. I guess if you're playing basketball outside. Yeah, yeah or makes... baseball. So, okay. like, I would wear the goggles and it would just contain, like, a, a pollen free zone around the eyes. <laughs> but if I took the goggles off, I'm done. So, the goggles have to remain sealed perfectly on the face. So, until not just the last like inning. during sports, like all the time when you were outside. Pretty much. I would just not be outside in the spring for long periods of time. <laughs> God damn. Without That's the goggles. Awful. And then, no, but the allergy shots uh, helped pretty quickly. I'm not sure you would have been allowed in Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sir, you're uh, you're looking real congested right now. <laughs> you're kind of a monster to yeah, us. You're a monster. Um, you're a seven-year-old monster <laughs> trying to play Little League with sports goggles on. <laughs> Uh, Boston has a no nerds policy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so what do you what do you get on your math A Regents? That's the New York State test. You're like ninety four, too high. No too nerds. Nerd. Nerd. You're a real monster. Yeah. Uh, also, when when they were 
talking about like it's it's so far beyond just not letting her know that he's Superman. Like his parents were like talking about his past. Yeah. And it sounds like he's just she doesn't know anything about him. Yeah. Like she they were talking about like, oh, his high school girlfriend. And he's like, Mom, yeah, go tell her. Yeah, that's the other thing. She was uh he was like, I didn't want you to know because I wanted to protect you from the secret that I was Superman. And she was like, Then why are you so embarrassed about just regular high school stories? <laughs> yeah. Why are you so embarrassed? Like, dude, it's not gonna tell me you're Superman that you've dated someone no. else. <laughs> when what was I feel like it's a, a pretty early into any relationship. I, I wanna I wanna get out what the X's are. I wanna know is that I feel like that's a yeah, sure. roundabout way of seeing it. are there some red flags, like why did they break yeah. up with you? Yeah, when you when you're meeting a new guy for the first time and so you're like, Tell me about your exes and he's like, Well, every one of them was a fucking crazy bitch who fucked me over. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you're a psycho. <laughs> they all had the initials L L. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't ca- pick up on Lana yeah. Lang, Lori Lamaris, Lois Lane. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You just meet a guy for the first time. You're like, tell me about all your exes. He's like, well, when I met them all, they had uh, very long blonde hair. But by the time we were over, they had shaved heads. <laughs> <laughs> Lois should be very, or Clark should be worried about getting cucked by Superman. Lois Lane should be very concerned about Su- uh, Clark's relationship with Lex Luthor. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh uh they're all fighting doomsday and um oh there there's also like a there's a line that i i caught because i know too much about comics but if you didn't it's such a weird deep cut that, and it's totally nonsensical if you don't know this but superman's uh Clark Kent's mom says something about she mentions um is his high school girlfriend Lori Lamaris and she says something like, Oh, I shouldn't have brought her up. I'm cooking halibut. And Lori Lamaris was a mermaid. Oh. So if you aren't familiar with Wait, like, when Superman was in high school, he met a mermaid? Yeah. Like at, at high school? <laughs> was she also in high school? I I think she could like transform between being a mermaid and having legs. Yeah. And so she was like going to high school, and then she'd have to like go home and sit in like a tank of salt water. Okay, just because in small Smallville had a Smallville was exclusively for monsters. It's <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of Boston. <laughs> if you're not allowed in Boston, they send you to Smallville. Because <laughs> most of their high schools don't have Superman and a mermaid, right? Right. It, it's kind of uh, just it's just all full of colorblind people and mermaids. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let me ask you this, because there's a there's a scene where uh, Lois says something about getting older, and Superman says, "I don't know what that's like." Mm-hmm. But he was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> the next scene, he's like, "This is where I this is where I sat when I was a baby." Yeah. Obviously, the seat is too small for a regular size guy. I was a baby, right? And then I grew into the age that I am now. But I don't get older. Yeah. There there have been some iterations of like you superman aging more slowly yeah and like because he went to high school and his parents are regular age right like he but whenever they show him aging more slowly it's like a story that's said like a hundred years into the future and he's still around okay it's not something he would know at this point no because so what you're saying is that he went from ages zero to 30 at a regular rate yes and then he stopped uh, I don't know. He stopped. He slowed. Okay, but he still he looks like about the age he is. He looks like mid thirties. Yeah. yeah, 
because his parents are clearly the age of somebody who have a 35 year old and he was in high school at one point when they were you know old enough to have kids also yeah up to this point he's aged pretty normally yeah so he doesn't even know that he's gonna live forever or whatever no (laughs) no but he knows it but he said it yeah (laughs) and it's not even like it's a i I don't think it's a kryptonian thing that like the ai could have told him about because i think it's it's one of the powers that comes from a kryptonian being on earth no he just told someone that he was 35 and they were like oh my god you you look 28 and he's like oh i must be uh i guess i don't age that must be yeah i guess i don't age (laughs) you look really good for your age huh it must be uh super do i look super good (laughs) just the ego and assuming that that's a superpower of yours Uh, someone like tried to like card him when he was getting the alcohol one time. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I'm 25, and they're still carding me. Yeah, because I'm not aging. Because I'm super not aging. <laughs> it's such a huge leap. Yeah, I'm uh, the opposite. I'm super aging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you're what like 65? I'm 65. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So so uh, they're they're still fighting Doomsday. No, I'm I'm 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, you've yeah. got like a uh, I'm p- fully p- bald. <laughs> Pythagor, what progenitor? What is that disease where you age super fast? Uh, I don't know. Robin Williams from the movie Jack. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> that's the technical name. Um, uh, it's gonna drive me crazy. Uh, aging super fast disease is called progeria. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, progeria. <laughs> oh god, most kids who have this don't live past the age of 13, so you're you're, yeah. you're not long. Yeah, no, this I'm world. 11. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> you got to make the most of the next 2 years. Yeah. <laughs> you got 2 years left and you're spending an hour on a podcast I know. About I've Batman. got 2 years left to become famous. <laughs> I want to release my special the day before I die <laughs> on HBO. <laughs> there is a kid in um in Virginia who was like a 14-year-old stand-up. Mhm. And, but it was so clear that like this was something his parents were like pushing him into. Yeah, because you see the you see a fourteen. Because when I was fourteen, I was the funniest I've ever been, <laughs> and I only talked about sex, diarrhea, and you know, sex. Yeah. And then you see a fourteen-year-old get on stage, and they're just like, uh, you know some like hacky one-liner about how they're young. You're mm. like, that's not what a fourteen-year-old says to be funny. Yeah. It's something a 14-year-old's parents wrote for him. Exactly. But it was just such a weird thing to have. Like, we'd be hanging out in, like, a green room, and he was so uncomfortable. And it's like, yeah, rightfully so. You're you're 14. You shouldn't be... No, you don't belong in this environment. You don't belong in a bar on a Wednesday night no. with a bunch of people in their mid to late 20s. This is for losers. Yeah. <laughs> you're not yet a loser. Yeah. You haven't earned this. This is something your your parents should be saying... You want this, but you can't have this till you're at least 18. Yes. Your it, parents should be discouraging you from making a bad decision, not yeah. forcing you into it. Yes, exactly. You're, they shouldn't be forcing you. Yeah. Even if you wanted this, your parents should be like, I don't think this is a good idea. No. Uh, so they're all, they're and all, there's no way to show a tremendous aptitude for it at 14. No. And if you already are showing a tremendous aptitude at 14, your parents should be like, all right, we're right, you're getting involved in stage plays. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's like a healthy outlet for, yeah. for that kind of thing. No, you still have time to do something, you know, somewhat artistic with it. Yeah. The, <laughs> before the, you get on stage and you talk about, you know, babies with big nipples. <laughs> I don't think anyone has an aptitude for, for stand-up. 
nobody's like good at stand up at first. Yeah, I guess so. Like some people are are naturally funny. Yeah, but and, being, and some people are naturally gifted on stage, but that's more like acting. Yeah, some people are more comfortable on stage at first. Being funny like around your friends though is just it's a totally different skill than being funny on stage for strangers. Yeah. And being able to turn it on. Yeah. It's some that's something I have trouble with still. Yeah. No, yeah. I've 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 noticed. I've been worried worried about it the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, please, when are you gonna turn this off? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's not it's not the same skill. No. It's it's like with the people who who always like oh I'm the funniest person in the office I should just do stand up it's like yeah I you can't just go and quote Anchorman <laughs> yeah yeah that's not and things that work um, like I I when when people at like my job like try to be like oh you should use this in one of your skits yeah and like it's usually it's not funny yeah number one but You're like what that I asked the office manager if I could have a, a you know ergonomic mouse pad and she said no. <laughs> So you just repeat that, yeah. <laughs> and but even the ones that are legitimately funny, yeah, it's it's funny within such a specific context. You need to set up such a specific context that you're like, okay, so uh, you know how in the forensic accounting industry there's yeah. something called a floating debit. <laughs> just, <laughs> exactly. You guys know that, yeah. It, it's like my coworker Sean said like a funny thing, and it's funny if you know who Sean is, yeah. and how this is so out of character for Sean, yeah. But if you if you're not already familiar with Sean, this is not yeah. funny. You don't know. You can't end a stand up bit with like, oh, I get, I, you had to be there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you can get away with uh, like when you're telling funny stories with like friends, you can get away with like a, a long build up, yeah, to to just kind of a funny story. Yeah, just, you don't need to keep a group of drunk people entertained every 30 seconds or else yeah. they'll leave. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're constantly fighting with literally uh, oftentimes drunk people's instincts to like go out and just be like, let's go somewhere where we can get more drinks that are more drinks that are cheaper and we can talk as loud as we want. Yeah. Yeah. It's like That's a, a big problem with a lot of comedy shows. Is yeah, 100%. People don't know that there's going to be a comedy yeah. show. Yeah. Dude, th- that's the most painful thing to do. I've done too many of those shows where you're looking at a group of people, catching up, enjoying conversation, enjoying time with their loved ones, and then you have to be like, all right, in five minutes, you have to shut up, and yeah. you have to appreciate the artistry of uh, a, a group of people who half of them are going to be pretty funny, half of them are going to be really bad. You're yeah. going to have to just endure those ones. <laughs> I always every time I'm on the subway and somebody comes in and like starts playing music really loud, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is so obnoxious. I'm trying to like listen to my headphones. Yeah. And they're doing this, and like this is dude. That's exactly what you what are. Every time you get yeah. in a, every time you get up to do stand up comedy in front of an audience that didn't know what it was, you might as well be like, excuse me, I'm having hard time. <laughs> you might as well be soliciting money. It's exactly the same thing, yeah. except usually there's no chance they will give me money. No. You're 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 forcing people to give you their attention who would rather be not listening to you. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, so so they're they're all fighting Doomsday, and uh, they they go to the the restaurant. Superman and Lois Lane are at the restaurant, and he announces yeah. he's he's Superman, and um, then he, uh, he he tells her he leaves her a note that says uh, uh, he he receives a, a call from the Justice League. And he arrives just in time to save an exhausted Wonder Woman from the rampaging creature. He leaves Lois a note that says, my last secret. And he opens it up and says, I love you. Yeah. 
Um, has he never said I love you at this point? That's Is what that it seems like. It's a weird way to say it. Written. And you, because because the big thing about saying I love you for the first time is you need to see if someone says it back. Yeah. So in that situation, she might. He doesn't. For all he knows, she's gonna open it up and be like, "Geez, that's coming on a little strong." <laughs> Whoa, way too Jesus. soon. I mean, thanks for telling me you're Superman. I kind of thought we could maybe see other people. <laughs> like, I didn't think we were exclusive yet. <laughs> we don't even I'm, live together. Yeah. I'm, did you think this was an exclusive thing? Because I've. I have not been treating it as an exclusive no, thing. No, I have been with Lex Luthor. <laughs> I had sex with Bibbo Babowski. <laughs> Another alliterative yeah. name. So this, this, the animated ones sort of exist in this PG world where like uh, people have relationships, but I guess they don't have sex. Yeah, and it is. It's also funny the way that their um, Lois Lane is like pretty witty. She's very sarcastic, but everything she says is squeaky clean. Yeah, which should be like. Oh gee, that makes sense. And it's like, just say the f word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it also there's a, a thing that it bothered me that they they did the exact same thing in Batman v Superman, where he flies off to what he maybe not at this point he doesn't know it's going to be his death, but he, yeah. a, a dire situation. He doesn't even give her like a goodbye kiss. He that happened. I was going to say that about the ending as well, which we'll get to. Yeah, but. Uh, he just kind of floats out, and then she's like, oh, thank God you're alive. And at this point, me as a boyfriend, I'd be like, hey, um, I'm alive. It's good, to, it's good to see you. I'm sorry you thought I was dead. <laughs> it's really good to see you. You say that so casually. As yeah. Though, how many times has your girlfriend believed you were dead? and you had? To- oh, my <laughs> God. Dude, more than I can count. I mean, <laughs> if we're counting uh, times when I, you know, passed out and fell asleep when she didn't know that I was going to be asleep and then she <laughs> called me all night. I think, you know, we met in college, but uh no, seriously, you resurrect from the dead. She's like, "Oh my god, I thought you were dead." Just be like, "I know, babe, but good good news. I'm alive." <laughs> but instead he's just like I'm a real Christ yeah, figure. He he sees that she sees he sees that she thought he was dead and then she's alive and he's like, "I got to go up in the sky." <laughs> Doesn't even say hi. Yeah. Again, very Christ-like. Very Christ-like. Very rude. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even say hi. That's a, another official stance of this podcast. Christ Jesus is rude. kind of rude. He was a little rude. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, everyone around Christ was kind of rude. Like, when when Thomas was, he comes back, and Thomas like, no, nah, that's not you. And he's like, is poking the the wound yeah. in Jesus' side. Dude, see, that's what, that's what people don't know about Jews, because I'm Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Is that no matter how much someone does for you, you can't really support someone who's kind of rude to you one time. (laughs) (laughs) Someone will be like, I died for your sins. You're like, yeah, but honestly, when I saw you at the bagel shop last week, you were like, I I was really excited to see you. You were honestly kind of rude. Yeah. You you kind of brushed me off. You did say hi, but like it was kind of in a way that made it clear you didn't want to talk that long. I actually had something to tell you, and then you made me... You weren't not that inviting. (laughs) I was trying to tell you that I was Superman. Yeah. And you didn't give me a chance. You were kind of rude. Yeah. You were just running off. And then... uh, So let me stick my finger in that wound, and then we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I biked through Hasidic Williamsburg to get here on a Saturday, <laughs> which is a, you know, a densely populated time for Jews to be out walking. Uh-huh. And uh, I felt solidarity with them. They were all like, we're going to celebrate uh, the fact that Christ was kind of rude. <laughs> is that what they're celebrating? Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. 
I didn't really. That's why we don't celebrate Easter. People yeah. are like, oh, it's like the. And we're all like, yeah, the guy's uh, kind of rude. Yeah. You're very aware of Easter. Yes. And you're making like a conscious choice not to celebrate. I'm neutral on it. <laughs> it's like a very passive aggressive. Exactly. Oh no! It, he, we, we think he, we do think he died for our sins. Yeah. We just don't care. No, I, it's good. That, no, it's nice that he. It's nice he did something nice. He could. He could call more. But <laughs> it's, nice. it's good for him. He did something good. Good yeah. for him. He doesn't call enough. But <laughs> one time he died for our sins two thousand years ago. It'd yes, be nice. Yeah. If, yeah. Be nice Every day he doesn't text me. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hasidic Jews have got to love the the winter. This has got to be their time. Yeah, totally. Because they've all all year round, they have to wear like trench coats and big fur hats. Yeah, and nine months out of the year, that sounds miserable. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, a lot of the mythology of like the whole thing is uh, they immigrated here from Poland, and now the whole it's all about capturing a time and place forever. Yeah. So they're in Williamsburg, but really it is Poland circa nineteen twenty. Right. And so they're like. Even when it's like, you know, swelteringly hot in late March, they're like, no, in Poland, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold here. We got to do the big hats. <laughs> it's, it's about like, a, like not assimilating, right? Isn't that the idea? Somewhat, yeah. Like about like we're, we want to be exactly. distinct from Pres- the Preserving the heritage of a time and place yeah. from before the holiday, from before this, this thing happened. That was pretty bad. <laughs> Why are you not allowed to say Holocaust? Why are you no, censoring that? I just thought it would be funny to refer to it as like some, you know, that thing. <laughs> no, I can say it. Is it a Holocaust thing? I didn't realize that's what it was. It's it was... largely a Holocaust thing. And a lot of the beliefs are that new Hasidic... It's important to preserve the bloodline because new... Only in some sects. But some sects believe that new Hasidic Jews are repopulating the souls that were lost in the Holocaust. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's a lot like certain episodes of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that does come up a lot in mm-hmm. Superman. The Holocaust? Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but wait, so at, by that logic, there, there's got to be... So is is every uh, new Hasidic Jew, the, the people who believe this, is everyone um, like a one-for-one... Every single person is replacing a person who died. I don't know if it, I don't know if they're I don't I don't believe they're keeping count. Like I don't think there's ever going to be a time where they're like five million nine hundred ninety nine, six million. We're yeah, done here. <laughs> Our work here is done. That was my question. Like, yeah, that, that's a finite number. Like at some point you're going to exceed. Yeah, no, that. I don't think I don't know. <laughs> I guess at some point they'll just be like, all right, now we're on the new souls. <laughs> we finished all the old souls. Now these are new souls. Yeah. And what about like? all the the jews who died from like some kind of uh, anti-semitic thing but it wasn't the holocaust like yeah i'm sure oh it's just because just one guy murdered me for being jewish yeah it doesn't count nobody cares about the, I, my soul doesn't get replaced yeah. i don't know these are good questions for somebody <laughs> who's been to temple in the last five years <laughs> yeah i'm asking someone who doesn't believe in this yeah exactly <laughs> i'm questioning exactly. someone who doesn't believe yeah. this on the logic yeah. of this no i'm just repeating and by the way I'm I'm try- I'm telling you this as if I'm somewhat of authority because I'm Jewish, but mm-hmm. I was not raised anywhere near that, and I, I'm actually just telling you something I read on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Were you raised like how how reform reform okay. the the smallest amount? Okay. My rabbi had an acoustic guitar, <laughs> but it was definitely like you were you were uh, you you felt 
uh, like an affinity with you. It wasn't like I was raised like nominally Christian, mm-hmm. but like we never went to church. Yeah. We don't, I wasn't raised in any way that means anything. Yeah. You went to temple and you did things. I went to temple and the te- my temple experience was not particularly religious. So they were almost like, it was almost more of a community thing where they were like, we're singing songs and stuff. And it was almost like, you know, if, uh, if you ever decide that you don't believe in it, like that's fine. You can still come. Okay. It was, in, it was, uh, it was very like liberal, sort of almost hippie-ish style I like of that. Judaism. I, I think if I'd had a religious upbringing like that, I could have I could have gotten on board with yeah, that. Yeah, maybe I was I was down, I didn't mind going in high school. I just stopped going after high school. I was like, I think that uh, you know, I appreciated what it was. I think I'm done, but I don't have you know. A lot of people have like negative feelings towards it, and I'm kind of like, no, it was fine. If I had to be doing that anywhere, I'm glad it was there. Yeah, I mean, I it's hard to. If they're so loose with it, you can't really have that much of a rebellion. No, not at all. <laughs> it's it's hard to snap yeah. back away from. Like, yeah, it's fine if you want to leave. Like fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you have like a like a bar mitzvah and like that? I whole? did. What was your theme for your bar mitzvah? Um, it was bands. Bands like 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 rock and roll bands. Oh, bands. Like I was in classic rock and I played the guitar. Gotcha. And we made centerpieces with like uh cheap like vinyl records that we got at the thrift store oh, that's cool and uh every table was it was like you're at the led zeppelin table <laughs> oh that's very cool yeah fuck that's that's who i was at 13 <laughs> that rules yeah it was fun yeah i wish i'd had a, a birthday party like that yeah it's uh it's it's like it's it's maybe the best day of your life i mean you're just the <laughs> it, you're literally the center of attention yeah <laughs> That's what we're all chasing as stand-ups. Exactly. Just, I want every day to be in my bar mitzvah. <laughs> I just desperately... I'm trying to fill that hole in my life from never having had a bar mitzvah. Yeah, 100%. That's what you're chasing? Yeah. You, you're, you tell your therapist, you're like, I had a terrible, neglectful childhood. I had never even had a bar mitzvah, and I'm not Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> I begged my parents for a bar mitzvah, Yeah. and they said, "We this feels... Wrong. Yeah, my town was like maybe forty percent Jewish, so mm. it was like everybody who had a bar mitzvah was Jewish, and then the non-Jews to compensate had like a lot of them had sweet sixteens. Okay, but uh, I never had a sweet sixteen. Obviously, sure. I think that maybe is more of a, a, a girl thing. I was gonna say, yeah, I it, yeah. My uh, my cat turned thirteen two years ago, so we had a uh, we had a bar mitzvah for him. Nice. And uh, I didn't realize your cat was that old. He looks uh, he's like small. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's fifteen now. So mm-hmm. we we're gonna have a quinceanero. Nice. <laughs> the rules. <laughs> yeah. And uh, God willing, to make it to sixteen. We'll have a sweet sixteen for him. Nice. Um. So uh, they're they're still <laughs> they're still fucking fighting doomsday. Yeah. Uh, Lois reporting live by helicopter with her cameraman Jimmy Olsen dubs the monster Doomsday as his fight with Superman rages through Metropolis and reaches the Hall of Justice. A battlesuit, uh, battlesuit-clad Lex Luthor joins the fight against Doomsday, aiming to become Metropolis's true savior. But he's incapacitated and saved by Superman. I thought when he showed up, I thought it was like a robot. Yeah, that was sexy, like a like a TV screen on the front of it with his face giant. Yeah, that would be, that would make more sense. Yeah, he wouldn't be risking anything. Yeah, he's inside, <laughs> and the he suit. and he d- wouldn't have to had to break his house arrest. Yeah, I don't I don't know what he gains by being inside no, the suit. It's just infinitely more dangerous. Yeah, um, and he's not like I mean he's is he like a, a pretty good athlete? I, is he trained in martial arts? I don't think so. He's no Batman. No. 
uh, I mean, how much martial arts can you do inside a giant robot? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess the Power Rangers kind of did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was was that a robot suit? I thought that was just a, a uniform. Uh, well, they had like their their mech, and they I think the mech would do karate or okay. something. Um, so uh, realizing the the toll the battle has taken on Superman, Lois attempts to sacrifice herself to Doomsday to force Clark into using lethal force. As the the beat as the beast prepares to kill Lois, Superman hurls himself at Doomsday. He breaks the villain's neck, but he's fatally stabbed at that moment and dies in Lois's arms. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a big part of Superman is that he can't be fatally stabbed. I thought he was fast. I thought he could survive a bullet. Like, yeah. There's a lot of Supermans where he's being shot and it bounces off his eye. Right. I guess it's a different universe. I, no, it's the same universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's part of my problem with this is that there's no it's it's not clever it's not exploiting any kind of weakness of superman no. just the guy who just punches him so much yeah um i thought that was like the, his superpower like you can't stab him <laughs> that's such like a pedestrian way to beat superman yeah but he got stabbed to death uh but but doomsday was the the same the same thing. Superman didn't beat him by exploiting some kind of weakness. It wasn't something that, like, earlier in the movie we, we found yeah, out that he... He just punched him a lot. Yeah. And eventually he punched him so much that he died. Yeah. It was basically a street fight. It was basically MMA. <laughs> yeah. It just it just was not interesting or clever in yeah. any way. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy broadcasts Superman's death across the globe as the world mourns. After a state funeral for the fallen Man of Steel, the Kents welcome Lois into their family. Jimmy brings Superman's mausoleum, uh, Lo- brings Lois to Superman's mausoleum, where they find his coffin open and witness a figure resembling Superman fly away. Yep. At Star Labs, an exonerated Lex Luthor tries to gain custody of Doomsday's corpse for Project Cadmus before Superman's rocket self-starts and flies off. Uh, four mysterious figures are introduced during the ending credits. First, as the numerous failed Superman clones are destroyed at Cadmus, the sole surviving prototype escapes. Second, Dr. Iron forges Superman's symbol under a suit of armor. Third, a Superman-like figure uh, watches as Superman's rocket buries itself under the North Pole and creates a vast crystalline structure. Lastly, high above Earth, a cyborg resembling Superman arrives. So that's setting up a sequel. Yeah. Um... And that's what I was talking about. She, They get to the mausoleum. She's like, oh, I, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to see my dead boyfriend. This is so sad. And then he just goes in the sky. And he's not even like, hey, hey, I, I, it didn't really kill me. I can't yeah. be killed. I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you should tell your girlfriend you're not dead. Certainly. <laughs> Yo, can you believe it? That was nuts. Yeah. You thought I got stabbed? That's wild, dude. <laughs> I'm actually fine, though. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, it's my superpowers. I can't be stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's the the death of Superman. Would you would you recommend this movie? Uh, if I mean you, if you're if you know if you like Superman, you like animated Superman movies, you'll probably like it. I don't know. I'm gonna reserve judgment until after I've seen the sequel. Yeah, because this doesn't feel like a complete story. Yeah, hundred percent. I if this was all there was to it, I'd say no. This is bad. Yeah. If. The whether or not I like this is going to depend on how good the sequel is. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it, but uh, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about where um this this Batman ranks on our big list of Batman. 
Uh, Jason O'Mara currently sitting at number nine on our list out of 84. Um, so let's go through our criteria. It's I, most of the criteria. There's going to be it's going to be NA. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, how good is the car? Car? Yeah. No car. Uh, how good is the suit? Fine. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just drawn. Yeah, but I didn't stand out as like particularly good or particularly bad. No. It's fine. What's the worst suit? The uh, Clooney one. Uh, the worst suit is probably from this Nigerian movie we watched okay. called Let the Gods Do Their Worst, where it looks like it was made out of trash bags. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that's probably the worst one. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, how good's the suit? How good's the car? How, how good are the gadgets? He had like some bombs he threw at Doomsday. Yeah. I think that was the only gadget. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, how good is he in a fight? He doesn't do much fighting. I guess pretty bad. Yeah. He's going to hang his back. He kind of gave up pretty quickly. Yeah. Aside from like throwing those bombs, as he doesn't really participate. No. Is he smart? He doesn't really do any kind of detective work. Yeah. He doesn't do anything dumb either. He just comes. He just shows up. He's a real, he's a real, he's a real sixth man. He's a real bench player on this one. Yeah. Um, what, what am I? Is he is he effective at stopping crime in general? Uh, I mean, you don't see him uh, stop much crime. You just see him in this one scene. And he throws the bombs. It's not that effective. Yeah, he doesn't. There, there's been some where he, Batman like seems to cause more crime than he yeah. s- stops, and that's not really the case here. But he no. just doesn't really stop anything either. Yeah, kind of neutral on crime. Neutral on crime, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we see his feet? We we don't see his feet. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, no. not his, his bare feet. Oh yeah. No. Jacob's got a thing about feet, so we have to. to he d- likes them or doesn't like? Doesn't them? like them. Okay. They d- we took off uh, points for one because we saw Batman's bare feet, and okay. Jacob felt it was horny and didn't like it. Got it. Yeah. See, J- with Jacob, I knew he either hated feet or liked feet. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he. Didn't You've always have, said that about him. I didn't know. I knew he 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 definitely doesn't have no opinion on feet. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, not neutral. Yeah, he's not feet neutral. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna say there's just nothing to really change our ranking. I don't think he did anything to deserve being bumped up. I don't think he did anything so bad that he deserves to be knocked down. Yeah, that's fair. There's just not much here. It was what it was. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Jason O'Mara staying at number nine. Uh, Robbie, where can uh, where can people find you? Um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, R-O-B-B-Y-L-E-O-N. On Instagram, it's Robbie.Leon. On Twitter, it's RobbieLeon13. Also listen to the Slav Nation podcast, little podcast I do with a friend of the show, Dino DiMartino. Yeah, he's been on the, the podcast. And uh, John Donovan, enemy of the show. Yeah, he's never <laughs> been on the podcast, no. so he's considered our enemy. Yeah. Oh, and uh, DM me if you... Uh, Want to pay me money to do something weird to you? I mean, I'm open to that. <laughs> I thought it was going to be to to do a comedy show, but just oh, do anything weird. Do book me on your comedy show, but also you can pay me to do a, a lot of stuff. <laughs> like just use your imagination. Just think. Just imagine. Would he do this? It's probably a yes. Yeah. It's it's kind of like a, almost a rule thirty four. Like if you can imagine it, yeah, you will do it. Yeah, that's what I'm plugging. That's what I want to plug. I will have sex with you for money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it has to be a sex thing, though. No, not necessarily. Data entry, <laughs> <laughs> low level collating. 
Uh, check me out on Twitter at Danny Rathbun, D-A-N-N-Y-R-A-T-H-B-U-N. And uh, check out the web series, Unpaid Spot. We're going to start shooting season two very soon. Very uh, funny. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, Robbie, we end every episode by shouting the word Kareem. Would you like to lead us into Kareem? Sure. We do it together. However you want to do it. Just one shout out? Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Kareem! Kareem! How was that? It was great.